Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. On tonight's episode, the Tester Season 3 contestant and one half of Sky Tight Gaming, Sky Diddy Crashes Game Night. We discuss our impressions of Marvel's Spider-Man, and we talk about today's big news from Bungie. I welcome in my co-host Gerard Barrer and our special guest Sky Diddy. How you guys doing tonight? What's up? How you guys doing? What the deal? <laughs> doing all right. It's great to have you on, Diddy. You know, it's been we've known each other now for four years. E3 2014, man, is when you and I met. The sky, the sky right? of Diddy. You know, standing. Standing in line for uh, infinity, you know. Um, so let's go and just jump right on into it. Um, the news of the day is Bungie and Activision are splitting the house, and Bungie is taking Destiny with it. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, well, uh, per- personally, I was uh, definitely a little surprised because these are two huge entities that have been together for. Man, it's so long. I mean, mm-hmm. incredibly long. And, you know, since Halo and uh, the fact that they were able to leave with that. I mean, to me, it's a huge IP destiny um, shows that I think they were really just trying to kind of br- break the relationship. And you know what? Just take it and go. It seems like it's pretty. Yeah, it's very surprising to me. So, Diddy, what do you how do you feel about that? Because I know you've been playing a little bit of destiny here and there lately. Uh, so how do you think? Do you think this is going to be beneficial for Bungie now that Activision is no yeah. longer? Yeah, man, they able to walk on their own. It was cool that they had Activision with them. They was, uh, you know, together. But Bungie is able to go do their own thing now. They're able to walk on their own, like a newborn baby walking, crawling, eye walking. Mm-hmm. So it's good. They're going to branch <laughs> off and they take a lot of ideas from Activision, whatever cases was. I'm glad they're going off and bitching off and doing their own thing. Go do your own thing, Bungie. Yep. And I think it's going to be even been down before Bungie, but it's time mm-hmm. to break your wings and fly away. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's great because, you know, Activision gave them their funding to start Destiny, you know, because Microsoft wanted them to keep doing Halo games and they wanted to branch out, do their own thing. So Activision said, here's the money for it. Um, but we all know that Activision loves that extra money from that DLC content and everything. And you know, some of the extra content with the emotes and stuff that they started doing those microtransactions for, you know, it came out that during the alpha presentations, those dances were already in the game. You know, so you basically were paying to unlock something that was already there to begin with. Um, and I think Activision is much like EA. You know, you look at the conver- EA and Bioware, that relationship ever since EA got their hands into Bioware it's kind of gone downhill a little bit. You know, we were, I definitely think, I definitely think that the, the free up from Bungie, um, well, the free up from Activision is going to give Bungie some more leeway. And I think, I think they're going to be, I think they need that type of freedom again, because I mean, go back to the years of halo, you know, they, they were getting their funding, but they were their own independent like company where they had the freedom to create this epic game, which was Halo. And I, I think they've kind of lost that, which, which happens a lot when you're with a, a huge company, mm-hmm. you know, EA being a prime example where, yeah, you're throwing in all these microtransactions. You kind of lose yourself as a creator and as a company where I think 
they need like this was a good move in in my mm-hmm. eyes. It was surprising, but I think it's a good move because now they're going to have the freedom to kind of play around again and and maybe get back to the old source of of when they were the Halo creators, you know, and when mm-hmm. you know see what they're going to play with with Destiny, see what they're going to do. And you know, mm-hmm. to that point is we got to give I give Microsoft a lot of credit for giving Bungie that that latitude. So Diddy, you've been playing a little bit more. How are you? How are you liking the newer stuff? Have you been playing the Forsaken and all that, or are you just playing the base game? You know what? I've been playing it. I mean, I smashed all of Destiny, what they had to offer for when they first dropped Destiny, mm-hmm. to Destiny Two, all the DLCs, the the Osiris and all that, and, uh, and the War Mine. And I just jumped back on Destiny because Monster Hunter came out and killed everything to me. So I kind of <laughs> fell off of Destiny. So now I'm back, you know, and I'm back on Destiny because, you know, I'm, 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 I got friends, man, like, Diddy, why you need Destiny, man? It's getting good. And this and that and third. And they got a 9.5 out of the, on the, uh, on uh, Game Informer about the Destiny DLC mm-hmm. with the Forsaken. So I jumped back on. So I it, I got to get used to it again. And I've been just, I've been playing the DLC, the, 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 the Forsaken story mode, if that's the DLC. That's the DLC, right? So, uh, one question about the DLC: Do you feel that it's a strong enough? It was a strong enough story, and and like the whole gambit, uh, competitive, um, uh, feature that they that they added onto it. Do you do you feel that that was a strong enough, um, DLC to like bring to keep players and to bring new players into to buying the game? Absolutely. For the fact that they showed that trailer, uh. uh Last year, uh, E3 of uh, Kagan smoked. Pow! You know, that yeah. kind of had like, like, whoa! You know, I want to know what's going on, and it got a high rating. This is so far the best story. I haven't finished it yet, but it's more content. It's the best story out of all of Destiny's. Destiny mm-hmm. been putting out DLCs and little stories that made no sense to me, or I don't think nobody else. They were I just totally like, agree. And I would agree with that, too. Because yeah, like I know. making up stuff it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I, I mean, I, it's dope and all, but I don't, I don't get it. Like, it, it, you, it's too much crap. In the, it's kind of like a DC movies. Like, I did just force everything <laughs> into one movie. Like, I don't know what's going on, man. For yep. masses, don't know what's going on. They lost. So I was Thank lost. you so much for that. The game was fun to play, though. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is, I, I feel the same way about you know Destiny is because I I forked out the money for Destiny One, all the expansions. And I felt, you know, you burned me a couple of times because the content just wasn't there. You know, I bought I bought that huge collector's edition with the uh, with the the ghost. Uh, yeah, I, I was all in it, man, because I, I wanted it. I thought it was going to be the the Halo, the Call of Duty killer for the for number one. Yeah. Well, and for a second, so disappointed. Start getting weird. Just start getting weird. It did. They, yeah. had, they, had a good, they had a good shot. I, I, yeah. I, 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 that's my favorite game. It was a good gameplay, uh, good graphics. The, the controls was good. Story was retarded, yeah, but he, everything else was solid. Well, for me, the first initial like campaign story, I, I was interested, but I was, but it left me like, okay, where is this going? Yeah. You know, even at the very end, I was like, okay, w- wait a minute, where is this going? That's why, like, I felt I did play. Um, I mean, that's why when I played the second Destiny, I just be, I just bought the base game. Cause I wasn't going to get crazy and buy whatever collectors they had that, that time. Um, yeah. you know, this, the story had merit and it was, it was, it was strong and it was like, okay, I can get behind this. This is cool. And this is why I, I kind of agree with the DLC is because they, they, uh, 
they had it hit like a very personal level level when they killed uh, Cade because he's a lovable character uh, and yeah. above all one of the greatest actors who was voicing it Nathan Fillion we just lost him too so it was just um, yeah I totally agree I think the uh, the DLC was strong and the second game had a stronger story mm-hmm. yes true still was lost in the sauce a little bit but it made more sense in the very first yep. Destiny with all the weird DLCs that was making no sense yeah. but the second Destiny Two was dope. But I think what fell off, well, why, why I stopped playing Destiny Two was they recycled a lot of Destiny One stuff. Destiny yep. Two, so they felt like a so part totally two. Totally agree like with that. Same too. damn game. It's the same game. I don't yeah. want to play the old same guns. From the, I'm, I don't miss them enough for y'all to bring them back that soon. And so I, I, I like, think that's where probably Activision's hand came into play. Was mm-hmm. you know they wanted them cranking out so much content so quickly that they were kind of forced to bring back these old weapons with new skins or beefing them up. Um, it would have been nice if they said, hey, your weapons, you can just carry with you. You know, because yeah. there's some stuff that I had worked hard to really get, and those weapons were, you know. Especially from one, because we mm-hmm. did a lot of grinding. And I that know. was that was a, a huge gamble on their part between one and two was, you know, the when when we got the news that oh, oh no you're you're starting with a whole new character nothing carries over you Jeez. know that really kind of pushed me like mm-hmm. dude everything that i grinded for like okay i'm just going to lose but yeah. i mean that really meant everyone's losing what they worked for and you start off fresh which it was a gamble and i was i was like okay fine i'm going to try it i'm just going to buy the game i'll see how it is and then you know, I'll, I'll go with you on this. I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice with you. And once again, I think they faltered on that because mm-hmm. if they were going to do that, they should have had new, like original guns or like uh, shields. All of that should have been organic and and original. I agree. The, yeah, the fact that they oh, filtered new emblem. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, yeah, same stuff. And I didn't like. I mean, I didn't like but, the fact is they nerfed the hunter. You know, you went from having the Blade Dancer to now the Arc Strider. But, I, but that's it, been their problem from from one, like yeah. one one of those classes, at least just one of those classes from the first game to the second game. At some point, all three were nerfed at some point mm-hmm. where the other two were like just totally weak. Like, no, nah, dude, you want to be a you want to be a Titan at this point because he's nerfed. Like, so get a Titan, yep. you know. I, I loved being a hunter, but at some point during one and two, it was pointless because you were so weak mm-hmm. until an update. And then then the hunter was nerfed, and then it was like, oh, okay, but everyone else is getting sick of that. Mm-hmm. So I think so, they need to be consistent on on a lot of their choices. Yeah. And I think we may see that with a, a, a freed-up Bungie without Activision's influences. Yeah, like, now they're like free to make the game before. instead of worry about bottom line. Yeah. So Diddy, I gotta ask you, what was your first console? Oh, my first, my my the very first console that I owned, that was all mine's. That was what all was yours. yours? Se- uh, Sega Game Gear. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, that was my first. That was my first console, man. We shared the family shared the Nintendo. We had Nintendo for Christmas. You know, you used to go to school. I'm like, yeah, I got Nintendo. No, that's the family's Nintendo. That's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something that I but the own. Game like, was all yours. 
Yeah, the Game Gear my dad got for me when I was 11 years. Was I 11? Might have been younger than that. But I think 11 years old, I got a Game Gear, and that was all me. Nice. <laughs> and then what What did that lead into this uh, Sega Genesis, or what did oh, you? What, what console did you get? Um, yeah, it was the uh, well, the family Nintendo, but when I owned the, the Game Gear, it was all me. And uh-huh. then uh, my cousin came home with the Sega Genesis, and uh, man, Sega just killed off everything. They had games, uh-huh. man. That was Nintendo had some good games, and Super yeah. Nintendo came out as good games, but Sega Genesis had some like more adult games, more of like teenager slash adult games. Where Nintendo had, you know, yeah, they had they some were, fun games. They had, like, yeah, like they were on top for a while. Started. I totally agree. Yeah. My and, uh, you know, Mortal my Kombat favorite and stuff. R- my favorite RPG of all time. As far as tactical RPG, Shining Force was on the Genesis. That was my that was my jam back in the day. <laughs> it was as hard. Yeah, I was. First, I was a big adventure first. game, so like Alter Beast, oh, yeah. Vector yes. Man. Yes. Yeah, man. Like those yes. those were my games, and then Golden of course Axe. like yeah yeah Golden Axe or like the imp- the most impossible game to like even get to the second level was the X Men game. When you can yep. play like Nightcrawler and Wolverine, yeah. like just the most impossible yeah. assistant by like Storm will come assist you and the shit like right. that. And yeah, that yeah. was <laughs> off in the uh, Savage Lands and all that goes. Yeah, that was a hard game. That first level was hard to beat. But I think my favorite Sage in this game was probably Streets of Rage 2. I could play that nonstop. Oh, I that play that great. today, right now. Hey, they did that. They all had the remaking of Streets of Rage 2. Like, I guess they remaking like the uh, remastering Streets of Rage. I think the Looks original, really yeah. 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 Yes. So what in all the consoles you played, whether Nintendo, Game Gear back in the day when you were a kid, what was your complete jam though? What was the one game? Was it Streets of Rage or was it something else that just had your attention that you couldn't put down and really got you interested in gaming? It was two games. It was uh it was Streets of Rage 2 for Sega Genesis. And when my cousins got the Super Nintendo, it was a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 Turtles in Time. That was my Oh show. yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah that, was my, that was my that was my arcade, dude. Damn. I mean oh, dog. Dog. I, I shelled out at least like ten bucks a day at the arcade with that game. Yep. Yes, the soundtrack, every song was dope. Big yeah. Apple, 3 a.m. <laughs> you know, prehistoric turtles or you know, that yep. was the let's get I, I love the I love yeah. the Wild West epi- uh, part of the game. Yeah. You're on the the train and all that. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's a shame that a lot of the uh, services lost the ability to still have that game because I know when I had my Xbox um, on the 360, that was one of the games I owned. But no, you can no longer get it. It's been completely pulled from every you know digital current you know digital site that you can get it on. They did remake it for PS3 too, and I still got it on my PS3. That, yep. that remaster, but it's not the same game. You got like a whole new soundtrack, sucks. But the yep. game was still fun to play. Yep, absolutely. So, Diddy, I gotta ask you. So, how did you find out about Tester? Um, well, no doubt the world knows that S. Diddy is the one of the ultimate PlayStation fans. And, uh, <laughs> yes, we- mm-hmm. Ah, tune in to the tester season one and season two back when on the PS3, but it was heavy. And they just one morning, I just got to, I just go through my emails and I see that the tester was 
casting for the test of season three. I said, oh, well, you know, I never tried to get on the season one or two. I didn't really care too much of getting on it. I was, I'm a gamer, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm all about games. I play games. I don't yeah. really care too much about, you know, jumping on the TV. I wouldn't mind, but I wasn't tripping. But I got the email saying, um, you know, I guess it's an email for everyone that owned the PlayStation uh, 3 that had online and that had a, a, a PlayStation ID. Got the email. Now, not everybody looked at it, but when I seen the email, I applied saying they was, te- they was casting for the test of season three. So I said that you submit a video, you know, man, why you should be on the show and why you're the biggest PlayStation fan. So, you know, that email came through, man. And um, I signed up. I made a funny little video, uh, which I felt was unique. <laughs> Back Which I'm, yeah, I'm obviously, I'm sure you just sold it all the way, man. <laughs> man, I, I was just being myself, being me, just being natural as Diddy. This is this what I, this what I do, fellas. I don't act and then this is just who I am. I can't so, help myself. You mentioned that you watched season one and season two. So we all know season two had some uh, memorable moments, so to speak. Mm. Did you feel the same way as everybody did about Big Physique? You know what? Or do you think that yes. was all show? Yes and no. Big physique means well, man. He don't mean it be a ASS. He he mean well, man. He just look at things in a different perspective. Hmm. I like Big physique. We friends on PlayStation uh, on the, on PlayStation Network too. We 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 real cool. We talk some every now and then. Big physique no, cool, man. He's a cool guy. He's not, he's not a okay. Bad. I mean, because on the show, he he came across as that villain. You know, the one guy that everybody hates and it makes you wonder, was that casting or was that just him just being him? Um, I don't, I don't or was he kind of being pushed to kind of push the envelope, so to speak? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, when season three drops, rumors have it that Sue Skyder was low-key, you know what I mean, casted mm-hmm. almost like an actor or something. I'm like, well, see, this is after the fact. We're not knowing during the, the, the yeah. season. Of the tested, but oh, yeah. that she was like low key an actor or something like that. Well, said, and, we, and we all know that, you know, with some of those, um, specifically Mo Chocolate, mm. we know that the Mo that we got on season two is the Mo that is now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> he's going to be great, and we're going to have him on um, here in a couple weeks, right after uh, Kingdom Hearts comes out, because we all know Mo is Kingdom Hearts fanboy completely that is his game always will be and whatnot so um now did you know j-tight before you guys were on the tester no as crazy as we small world man we we lived that close and never knew each other and that's crazy so you met on the show you guys became friends off on on the show on the show and then i find out how close we live we all looked at each other like what you live in San Bernardino? Oh, that's cool. So how was everybody nice. in the house once the, the cameras stopped filming? Um, you know, Everybody was cool. I mean, you know, everybody was just kind of just doing, just, just just trying to figure out who each other were and find out what, you know, what, what you, you know, just getting to know each other pretty much. It was, it was all good. A lot of times in the house, you couldn't talk too much because it was like, it was a little mode call, like, you gotta be on ice, so you can't say nothing. Like, don't give up all your good ideas and all your good gossip and talk. We want to record all that. So I know you guys want to sit here and talk about games and talk about this and talk about that, but it's we on ice right now. So you just hold all your comments and everything and and put that onto the yeah. show when we start. So I'm, I want I'm pretty sure that, that's, yeah, save it for the show and all that. Mm-hmm. Save for the show. So it was it was it was good times. So 
what was your favorite part of the tester? The whole experience, filming it and everything. What was that favorite favorite part for you? Favorite other part. than other than when you guys did trivia in the park and you failed, what was your favorite <laughs> part of the tester? Um, you know what? It was a lot of favorite parts. Just being in the ambience of PlayStation was one of my favorite parts. I mean, as well as like doing like all like the little the little uh, things that we had to do as far as like uh, the challenges and stuff. That was all dope. But being in that house, I think my favorite thing at a tester was not only being in that house, but even though we all gamers, I wanted to prove to the world I'm truly. I had we had to prove it. It's just naturally in me. But to be a gamer, I wanted to beat a game in the house. I felt nobody beat a game in the house yet. They all these games. So my mission was to beat uh, Killzone 2. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killzone 2 in like two days in the house. Boom, beat the game. I thought it was kind of like, <laughs> like, like an interview because I'm the only one in the house to beat the game. <laughs> we had so much See, free time. I was yeah. smashing. That's all I was doing, playing games, playing games, playing games. Even though it was talking stuff, I was in my own zone. Like, this nigga, dude, dude, over here playing games again. That's what we hear. We here to play games, so I'm about to play everything. So I was just playing games, man. It was just just a, just, just being in the ambience of the house, man, was the, the big highlight for me. Yeah. You, so, just, you you really wanted to put you put your stamp in the house and yes. kind of prove that, like, yo, I am a gamer. I want to, you know, like, I'm not just here for show. I'm not just here for the show. I am a true gamer. I, mean, I do want to win the show. I'm here to yeah, yeah, win yeah. for sure. But on, at the same time, I'm about to smash one of these games in this house. Okay. And that was the goal, my friend. And also to smash everything in the show on the as far as <laughs> not smash no ladies, but smash like all the challenges. <laughs> so I gotta ask you, Diddy, speaking of the challenges and stuff, what made you build your block tower that tall? You know what? Because <laughs> every time you put something on top, I was thinking, dude, this is the worst game of Jenga in the world <laughs> because that thing was about ready to fall. Yes. You I see? just love the fact that that yours fell like right when it ended like right when you guys left but like Crazy. that was so perfect what are the odds i see <laughs> you know what we had a questionnaire in the house and we had to answer all these questions before the before that challenge you know of each of us personally and the way i see these dudes build these, they build we had so many blocks not knowing how many questions they're gonna ask but slow and steady, low-key wins the race. I just see them stacking their blocks all weird. I had a technique, that's all. In my mind, I had a technique that I thought they weren't going to do. Maybe they was going to do it, but they didn't do it. So I kept doing what I was doing. It was successful. You want a strong, solid structure. You want a strong, solid structure. So I made sure I built my blocks to where it's going to be hard to knock them down once I build them anyway. While they was just trying to herb and do it all fast and just, you know, do one block at a time. I was just trying to build a strong structure that was going to let, I had a technique, man. That's hard to explain. It was already. Well, the tech, the tech, I mean, technically it worked. It totally worked. Like when I was watching that episode, I was like, I get it. Like, oh, it's working. Cause you're right. The other contestants were totally trying to like, like, uh, play card, like fold up and, and like trying to be creative with the structures. And I'm like, dude, yeah, it just worked. Like, dude, just stack them up. It's easy. It's easy. It's not as hard as they think. They just thinking hard, thinking another kind of way. I just did the smart way. (laughs) (laughs) The common sense way. (laughs) I was building any any other kind of way. This is the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, so do we also know that, um, at least for those in your circle, we know that you are heavily involved with cut and play barbershop. What, what made you come up with that idea of combining a barbershop with a console gaming slash arcade area, um, for people while they were there at your shop? Okay. Let me tell you a small story. Um, long ago when I was 14 years old, I am a huge Chicago Bulls fan. So back when I was young, 1990, I seen Jordan mm-hmm. and his skill was so incredible. I wanted to be like Mike. Of course, I wanted to be like Mike. We all uh, wanted to so be I, like Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I told my cousin, I said, cousin, cut my hair bald head like Michael Jordan. He said, are you serious? I said, heck yeah. So he cut my hair bald head like Michael Jordan. He got the razor, razor it up. I said, oh, cousin looks cool. And then a few days later, I started bumping up, turned to a dammer, crocodile, alligator, some something. I guess I was, my, I was young, so a razor was sensitive to my skin. So I bumped up all over my head. I said, you'll never cut my hair again, cousin. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, as my hair came out, I cut my own hair. And uh, this is all even, no lineup, none of this. Just all even, just knock it off. Not bald, but just low. And everyone was like, who cut your hair? I was like, I come on here. You cut mine? Oh, sure. So ever since I was 14, I used to cut the family up and all that. And I had an uncle that cut hair, and he said, you should get into the business when you graduate high school and, and uh, start cutting hair. I was like, nah, nah, I'm cool, I'm cool. So, uh, I mean, of course, I always grew up playing video games, but I also, like, just cut hair, like, just messing around, not serious about it as I was growing up, too. But just the family and probably some of the neighbors. And as I graduated barber school, got my license and everything, I used to, uh, worked at a barbershop called Loved Ones. And I will always, it was quiet in the shop, and I will always bring my little TV in the barbershop or take a TV that no one's using in the shop, and I bring my PS3 up in there, and I will hook my PS3 up to the TV so the kids can have something to do while they wait. And, oh, that's and the awesome. Owner, would, yeah, so, and the owner didn't like that because I had too much traffic at my station. My station was popping. I mean, everybody was out doing their thing, but my <laughs> had kids, adults, screaming and hollering, and I, was, I would cause too much traffic. Just where my station was, based off the PlayStation. So the lady didn't like that. She said, "Kid, you can't bring the PlayStation to the barbershop no more." I said, "Damn, this is a smart way to get people to come play games. You know, what I mean, it's something to do. It's, it's a good idea." Mm-hmm. So yeah. as the lady wanted, to, she 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 wanted to uh, move on from the barbershop. You guys go do you guys go do your own thing. Go get your own shop. I'm going to close the shop down because I can't afford to keep the shop no more. I said, "Damn." So me and some buddies, we got together, we brainstormed, and I had an idea. Now, I mean, we all did, but my the idea was let's make a spot to where people we can attract more people by bringing video games in the shop. They'll give them, it won't just be a barber shop. It'll be something that attract people. Let's bring video games, mainly PlayStation, because I'm so biased. Um, <laughs> barber shop, and that's something to do while they play. Like they'll play like the PSP back when the PSP was popular, and then and then and then the 3DS and all that, and them play somebody playing. So we get together and brainstormed and. We just put together uh, the Cut and Play. Cut and Play, the name came from like the group Kid and Play back in the day with House Party 1 and 2. Oh, uh, yeah, play. yeah. Yeah, that's how we got the name, Cut and Play Kid. <laughs> that's so, awesome. So that. And then we just started getting PlayStations and everything, and I had my friend come through and put a lot of PlayStation art in the wall. I'm biased, so I don't really want too much number. PlayStation and like comic book art and other video game art and all that. And that was the idea. I mean, eventually we had Xboxes in there. We had the Switch, the the, the, uh, the Wii in there. But I mainly wanted PlayStation to be the most popular console in there because I'm biased. 
<laughs> and I got to tell you, uh, I, you know, not too long ago or a while ago, I visited you and brought you some uh, some food. You gave me a tour of the place. Loved it, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. I truly appreciate it, brother. You can't do them. Bless the barbershop. I almost cry when I see you because I'm a fan of fans. You know what I mean? So when I see people fanning off of me like, oh, damn, Sky Diddy PlayStation. I'm a fan of people that fan on me. So I'm like, oh, Jake, what's up, brother? I'm just excited <laughs> as you are. Little do they know. I'm, I'm more excited for the fans to see me than they are to see me, probably. You know, yeah. so I was excited. Like, oh, my gosh. He came through and brought me food. Oh, this is an honor. Mm-hmm. This is greatness. Oh, <laughs> I was thanking you, man. I was so happy. I was just happy that you came through, man. It was dope to have people oh, come down course, and see it, man. And as, well, like, the evening go by, like, I'll be getting, like, people that live in the area that have come through and know that I cut hair and it'd be, the shop be pop, be packed and people come in like, are you Sky Diddy? From the test, like, yeah. And they'll come through and start taking pictures of me and the people in the barber's like, whoa, like, who are you? Like, and I'm like, I was on the reaction. <laughs> and then, man, I go to Denny's and go to malls and people be still be tripping off seeing me and that was, this was years ago. And they still chill, like, they still be like, they still like little Sky Diddy. I'm like, oh, that was a long time yeah. ago. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing is like did is it started off as being a fan, you know, and and meeting you at E3 2014, um, you know, that's the same year I met, uh, you know, Christy Pride was there that same year, um, but as the years have gone on, I I think we've kind of become you know somewhat friends too because we'll we'll check in with each other from time to time, we'll yeah, see right. you know we'll see how the kids are doing, you know, I mean. Got your your son is man. He is growing up, and I see him, and he is the epitome of kid and play. Oh that yeah, flat you, top, and not to mention the trendsetter man. Like he's yeah. killing it. Thank you. He right here running around, being he trying to be quiet as possible because I'm on the phone right now. <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to slide past me without saying. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's kind of entertaining to to know that. I mean, this has been it's been six years yeah, since. Man. Like Since that's, tester that's the one three. thing we we always discuss. Like, hey man, the f- day one of of E three when we're all there, we're like, we got to see J Titan, Sky Diddy. It, it, yep. it, it's not an E three unless we see our buddies, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. Because I was hype. So, I was like, oh man. <laughs> so speaking of E three, are you are you and J Titan going to try and go this year? Now that Sony's not going to be there on the floor, a lot of people ask me, and I'm going to go because I, I love video games. I mean. Video game, PlayStation is not the reason I play games. Um, you know, it just, you know, when games start coming out, like when Nintendo came out, I was intrigued with that, with gaming. So I'm a gamer. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, if I had to choose, I'm going to choose PlayStation because I just love what PlayStation, PlayStation to me just had, over the years, had the most exclusives. They had so many titles to choose from. And I just, and they, 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 I just rock, I rock a PlayStation. So even though PlayStation is not going to be there this year, I'm still going to go to see what games they have for other like third party companies that yeah. are going to be on PlayStation. You know, yeah. whatever Activision do, whatever Warner Brothers do, whatever Ubisoft do. You know, I just want to see what's whatever the Nintendo do with the Switch. What are they going to do? I know what PlayStation. I think I know what they're doing. I think we all know why. So, and this is what we've been talking about. And you and I talked about this, Diddy, on text. That mm-hmm. about the uh, the theme that launched that only some people got that not everybody got. Um, yes, so got this is something we talked on the last on the last podcast too. Is that um, I yeah. think I think they're prepping the PS5 announcement. No doubt. Um, 
I said, Bubba was talking about, that could mean just five years since the PS4 been out. I said, why you got to say that? Well, I mean, no. that makes sense, but why you got to say that? <laughs> I mean, Sony's been committed always to doing a 10-year life cycle on their consoles. That's the way PS1, 2, and 3 all were. Um, I mean, we're moving into that latter part of the PS4's life cycle now. Ooh, and, ooh, you know, ooh. I think, and this is something Jared and I were talking about, I want to get your opinion on this, is from seeing at E3, Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. Death Stranding, and Ghost of Tsushima. So the big three that are on the horizon, because we know Days Gone is coming out in April. Unless, yes. for some reason, they it bump it back, back again, yeah. which, uh, you know, it's already been delayed twice, so I... It is a possibility. It's a possibility for the third one. But I think that those three titles are going to be launch titles for the PS5. Possibly. Possibly. Um, And that would would be their best launch lineup, I think, ever. It will be ever. As you look at PS1, 2, and 3, the launch games that did come out, like, you know, PS3 with PS4 was like, what? Kill zone or something like that. And we had kill zone and we had kill zone and neck. Kill zone and neck. Yeah. Heavenly Sword on the PS3. Then PS2 was I forgot. But uh, yeah, it was, it was awful. Of, it had a racing game, and I think it would have been Ridge Racer at the and, time. Oh, uh, yo, it was I'm a close. it was like a Ridge Racer, and it was Resistance Two. Everyone, was I remember when everyone bought that game. It was Kill Zone, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, Killzone, Killzone was one of the launch titles back in the day. Um, for PS2? So, not PS2, for PS2, but it would have been PS2? PS3. Three would have been Killzone. PS3. Yep. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm retarded. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> PS2 was some whack racing game. And yeah. some other company came out. I forgot. And PS2 had those big, you know, those the cases, the way they moved on to the, the new case design and everything. It was kind of like, well, okay. Um but yeah, I really think that they're they're prepping for it, and I think we're gonna have an announcement um, this year similar to what they did with the PS4. Um, whether they do it at the PlayStation Theater in New York, or they do it, you know, there in San Francisco. Um, but I well, think we're I think they're I think we're gonna see that PS5 announcement this year. Yes, I think it's gonna be in New York because um, I was actually really surprised that they. Didn't they? Didn't they cancel PS, the PSX com, like completely? PSX has been announced. Uh, PSX was uh, canceled this year. Uh, well, this past year for December, um, and and Sony uh, announced the cancellation of E three all in the same breath, almost saying yeah. we just don't have the games to really show because we know that Last of Us Part Two, Death Stranding, and, and Ghost of Tsushima they were still they're still in their production phases and they don't really have the gameplay trailers ready to go. Yeah, well, Ghost that was game, but that was, I think that was it. Well, yeah, I know, I know you're but it wasn't really. It was just the fighting mechanics. It wasn't really the overall things that we would expect from like Sucker Punch. You know, when we got yeah. the uh, infamous trail, um, you know, both one and two when they launched, you know, you had more gameplay with it. You know, you oh. got to see the environment and whatnot. Um, so, what are you most looking forward to out of out of those? Um, I'm not gonna sit there and lie to you, man. That ghost of Setsushima might be game of the year, man. That looked too good. That looked too good. I mean, yeah, days was- long ago, Fast of Us Two was most anticipated. 
because the first one's so good and all that, and two gonna be dope. Mm-hmm. But the ghost looks incredible, man. That looks that's the best looking game. So that far. was that was the yeah. biggest reaction that I got, like that yeah. I gave to a game too, because I was like, dude, this is completely original. And Straight that trailer, up. and that was the other thing I was I was talking to Matt about why why I truly think those games are going to be launch titles is because those games looked way too pretty for exactly for ps4 games and unless like what matt matt has mentioned this before unless they were truly pushing the game engines to its fullest on a ps4 but on a on a freaking qled 4k tv or something like that yeah 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 that's why i feel like like both all three of those trailers for for those three games like last of us looked um, immaculate, but the but the all to me, Ghost of Tsushima, that was the most beautiful game I've seen in years. And Diddy, to echo what you're saying about that game, is I'm looking fo- so forward to it. I bought the shirt at the E3 Sony me booth. Too. Me yeah, too. The red one with the logo and stuff on it. I absolutely <laughs> dropped for it. Um, all that. I was ready. I was ready. I love <laughs> Last of Us. Um, and I'm anxious to see what two is. I, you know, there's. There's a lot to to find out about too, you know, with Joel whether or not he's going to be there, how dark of a game it's going to be. Um, we know from the trailer, from the original trailer, yes. it's going to be a, a much more violent game than oh, even yeah. the first one. Um, Death Stranding, I respect Kojima like no other. The guy has definitely put out a lot of games that have resonated with a lot of people. I just never was a Metal Gear fan, but. Death Stranding, although it's pretty, I still need to see more of that because as of right now, like I said last week on the podcast, it looks like you're just a, a delivery boy. Yeah, I mean, you, you out on the money, too. I mean, I, I fell in love with because when I got the PS1 for the first time, it was mine. That was my, my favorite. My, uh, I got that console a year of the uh, like, uh, the, the year after PS1 dropped. I got the mm-hmm. PS1, but only games I had was. Twisted Metal 1, 2. Uh, oh, Jet man. Such great uh, games. Filter. It was uh, uh, Simon Filter, Jet Moto. It was Final Fantasy 7, and it was yep. uh, Metal Gear Solid. So I played Metal Gear Solid, and I, that game was so dope. I beat that game like twenty times, or like just. <laughs> That's that was gonna be my next question. Like, how many, t- dude? How many times did you play it all the way through? Because I'm the same, bro. It's so dope, and I, I mean, Twist Metal is cool. You beat Twist Metal, you know, it's cool. I didn't get to, I didn't get to play Final Fantasy VII yet. I was still too stuck on <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid. The story was good. The way you fight that, uh, the uh, that Mantis fool. We had to plug the controller to the player two, and he had to yeah. out. It, it was very yeah, was innovative. So, yeah. Innovative, so I loved it. But they had water. They, they came out with too many Metal Gears too quick, and then it, it was a PlayStation exclusive, and then they jumped on the Xbox. I get with the Snake Eater, something like that. So I was like, ah, I'm cool. So yeah. and, and it kept coming out, mm-hmm. and I was like, over it. You know, what I mean, I played it so much that yeah. I was over it. Like I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't care what come out of Metal Gear. So I'm not playing that that uh Ground Zero, whatever that one. I was like free on PlayStation Store and twenty bucks, or whatever. I played that, and it was alright. <laughs> I just fell yeah. off. And with the ghost, of, the ghost is, I mean, not the ghost, uh, Death Stranding, like you said, let me echo what you said too. He looked like, he might be like a little delivery boy. He looked real boring. He looked real good, but he looked hella boring. But he looked interesting too. Like these little weird spirits. Mm-hmm. It looks like, he kind of, oh, like I'm kind of scared. It'd be doper in VR, but 
you know, it's, it's just it's, it's, you gotta be a fan there, of. There are a lot of questions. Well, there yeah. are a lot of questions that left you from with from the from the trailer. Yeah, I'm the yeah. same way, man. Like I've been a I've been a Metal Gear fan since Metal Gear Solid. I didn't play on the first Nintendo, but uh, I started on PlayStation with Metal Gear, and that was like one of the first games where like if you beat it this way or if you beat it like in this time, you got like certain items. Like that was one of the first games I feel like if you if if you replayed it, you got certain items like the bandana or the the stealth. Like yes. you got items to help you cheat. You know what I mean? That that's was like one of the first games that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like one of the first games that, like, offered that, and that's what lo- yeah. like got me to love the game. Right. And then, right uh, yeah, I followed it through. I followed it through PS4. I bought, I bought Ground Zeroes, and I brought bought uh, the latest game. Um, yeah, you're right. I think they came out with like way too many. They should have stuck with the the Solid Snake story. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole snake eater, the whole yeah, the whole like. Um, uh, like first years or like big boss, like that was getting kind of a little ridiculous. But um, the classic story was solid. Was you know that was my my niche. Yeah. So Diddy, I got to ask you. So with moving to your guys's other side project with with J Tight with Sky Tight Gaming, what kind of brought you guys to do that project, especially with the loot crate? unboxings okay so how did sky type gaming come to about come to be is the the creative director uh forgot his name of the tester uh we was trying to get him to drop a uh tester season four we was on him but he had got i heard he had got fired from playstation or he, he left playstation something like that so we was talking to him because uh, it was like a little show that me and jay type got invited to do it was uh e3 Race to uh, the PS Vita, race to E3, kind of. Uh, remember that, what, that TV show, uh, 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 Rat Rat Race or something like that, where I guess you race, you do all kinds of yeah, things. with oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they had like some version like that, but with uh, it's the, it's the tester, the tester crew versus some fans, and whoever oh, nice. obstacles and gets to do the obstacles gets a free ticket to go to E3 for the first time. So me and Jay Ty got called. Uh, probably because we live so close. Uh, yeah, you, know, you guys, we had no idea. You guys were like hosts for a day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was hosts for a day. So I think I remember that. that. Yeah. Yeah, we did that for a little bit, and um, the cats they won the little thing. So after the uh, little show was over, that little quick show, um, we try to push. Like they were like, like why we we didn't want to do a PS. We they didn't want to do a test of season four because they didn't know how big like how can we beat the test of season three like how can we make it better i mean jay Tai had a gang of little weird ideas like let's just start off a skydiving for the first challenge or bungee jumping off of something something crazy and it, that's a good that's idea, a idea. Like, yeah and it was like and the dude was like well, how about you and jay tight come together and make your own like little video like y'all should just do like, some youtube stuff and just kind of put together since y'all got y'all similar y'all got the same kind of personality y'all close Y'all should just come together and do like a little thing. So he gave us an idea of Sky Tide Gaming. And we kind of just put our names together and just ran with that Sky Tide Gaming. And we would talk about all kind of stuff. Now with Loot Crate, Jay Tide has been part of Loot Crate before I was. I mean, I heard of Loot Crate and you get the random items in the in the box. And I was I was I thought about it, but I was just too much of a game. I, I didn't care about nothing. Just a video game. <laughs> so Jay Tide, um, 
used to buy loot crates. He loved the cool stuff inside. He kind of talked me into doing the loot crate thing. I told him, that's a good idea. You got boxes. Let's do some unboxes. So we did. So we started doing like little unboxings to start off our YouTube video with the Sky Tide Gaming. And then we went to E3 a couple years ago. I think it was 2000, maybe 15, 16, maybe. And Loot Crate had like a little, uh, little, little outside, like a little pop-up store, pop-up shop outside of E3 at, at, at LA Live. So we asked them, we had some Loot Crate with us. So, you know, just so happened to have Loot Crate with us. Um, <laughs> can we do like a Loot Crate unboxing in front of the pop-up shop? And he was like, yeah, go for it. We didn't know who to do it. What we did was just regular workers. It was the CEO. It was a CEO there. I'm like, whoa, man, we oh, talked to him like a regular dude. We thought he was a worker. We thought like he was like one of the employees or something. So he said, yeah, go ahead. You guys can do an unboxing. So we did an unboxing, did a little YouTube video. And he said, by the way, I'm like the CEO of Loot Crate. We was like, what? I started going crazy. He started going crazy. So he said, man, here's my number. Take my number down, man. Let's talk. And like, you guys got a good idea. Let's, 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 let's talk. You know what I mean? Where are you guys based at? We said, we like, we like an hour from here. We in Fontana or something like that. So, okay, cool. We're in like Los Angeles or something like that. And uh, just hit me up. We'll talk. We'll network. And I said, oh, shit. So we started networking and everything. And then we, he invited us to come down to his studio. He gave us a tour of, a, of the Loot Crate headquarters. And then um, I That's told him awesome. we had, a, we had, a, we had a, a video game barbershop called Cut and Play. We would love to you guys to maybe... So you, we came to you, if you don't mind coming, just checking our barbershop out. Just maybe do like a Loot Crate unboxing in there. So they said, that's cool. So they brought the Loot Crate crew down to my barbershop. And we did like a, a loot, Looter Life video on YouTube. I don't know if you already seen it or not. And they did, we did like a, like a Looter Life, like a documentary on why we love Loot Crate and why, how Cut and Play began. And in that process, Jay Tight was, he's such a fan of Loot Crate. And he went and got the Loot Crate tattoo on his arms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they went oh, crazy. Oh, I, I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when he did that, as soon as he did that, Loot Crate said, we'll sponsor you. Like, we'll sponsor you. You did that, we'll sponsor you. We're going to give y'all Loot Crate boxes for life. Y'all good for life. You guys still sponsored by him? We still sponsored. Yeah, we still nice. get boxes every, every month from the barbershop to the barbershop. I get boxes to come to my house. They take boxes to go to his house. We take boxes. We give them away to schools. We give away to boys and girls clubs. We do giveaways. We ain't did as much as we'd like to because we're doing so much stuff, but we still like do little small stuff. We just pretty much get the boxes and kind of give them away to people and just, you know, just, I mean, we take what we like and we'll make it. We'll create a box. We got so many boxes. We'll just take what we like out the little crate box and create a box to give away to people. Uh huh. Yeah, man. All okay. right. So, Diddy, I got to ask you about E3 2018. Okay. So, we, we know Spider Man was there on the floor, which we'll talk about that, our impressions of the game and everything here in a minute, but. Um, for those that are listening, we're going to, I want to introduce you guys to the Spider-Man that was on the floor. What up? Why don't you let everybody know how <laughs> that came to be? Hello guys. Who, for those who are listening now, I was <laughs> the exclusive PS4 Spider-Man at E3 2018. Uh, I am a huge Spider-Man fan. I love Spider-Man. That's my favorite superhero of all time. The reason why Spider-Man is my favorite superhero of all time because no one knows who... I mean, everybody knows he's Peter Parker, but no one knows who Spider-Man is. He could be Asian, white, black, Chinese, Hindu, green, purple. You don't know who he is. You see this fool in a full suit, you know, swinging around saving people. So I felt if anybody can put the suit on, no one will know you're Peter Parker. They're going to see a Spider-Man. 
So that's why Spider-Man is my is my favorite superhero because no one knows who he is. They don't know if you're white, black. They don't know what he is. They just know yeah, anyone man. can be under that mask. Huh? Anyone can be Spider-Man under that, under that mask. Yeah. So uh, how that happened is mm-hmm. I'm such a fan. When they announced the game, it's a company that makes suits. So I got a Spider-Man suit made for E3 because I'm such a fan. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm sure they let cosplayers in E3. And I know spider Man's going to be displayed there. So let me go with Spider-Man. If they, even if they don't have Spider-Man there, I still, want to, I still want to represent and show off the game and advertise the game. And just so happened, of course, Spider-Man is all at the PlayStation gear store. Spider-Man booth is inside the E3 and everything. So I went up there and PlayStation had hired a kid to be Spider-Man the, day, the first day. Now, the first day, the day, day one of E3, the Tuesday, the dude that was Spider-Man, he felt like, it looked like he was lackluster. Like, he didn't care to be Spider-Man. They hired me. I don't care. He did his little weak little web sling. He did his weak little poses. Like, he didn't want to be there. And I'm <laughs> mad because you're not really representing my boy like you supposed to. So I said, you know what? Wednesday, day two, E3. I'm coming to Spider-Man. I'm going to show you how to do this. You know, I don't want no money, PlayStation. I just want to represent Spider-Man and represent PlayStation because I love it. So I love it. I don't ask for nothing. You know, God bless you when you do your right thing. I just do it because I want to do it because I like to do it. So I said, I'm going to come next day at Spider-Man. So the next day, came my Spider-Man suit. I was going crazy. I went uh, I went the whole day without eating no food. I think I sipped on some water. I yeah, I remember posing. you were exhausted that day, man. Eight hours of posing Spider-Man <laughs> for the love. For the love. Didn't ask for nothing. I kept the move. And, and, and um, PlayStation told me, got it hired. They said, man, don't worry. You can go home, man. We'll, we'll still pay you. This dude right here is killing it. We don't know who he is, but he's killing it. So they let me Spider Man. And then uh, Marvel, uh, Marvel Entertainment came down. They they uh, did like a little interview. Um, they said we want to put you at. We want to put you on our on our Instagram, Marvel. I said what? So I, in my mind, I'm going crazy. Oh shit, Marvel and put me on the Instagram. So they put me on the Instagram. They said shout out to uh, shout out. To Spider Man, uh, aka Sky Diddy, because I, I told him who I was. They had to see my face and sign the papers. So they shouted me out on the Instagram and shouted me out on Marvel. And I just kept doing my thing, man. I just kept doing my thing. I got the business card, we started networking and everything. And they used me for some other stuff uh, uh, during the game after E3. But yeah, man, I was East. I was Spider Man E3. I do it for the love. I love Spider Man. And you know, I'm just, that, that's, that's it. <laughs> so, Diddy, taking out your love of Spider Man, let's set that aside. What was your impressions of the game once we got the the full version of the game in comparison to how it was at E3? Um, sheesh, man. The game is incredible, man. I mean, it's the best-looking Spider-Man game. It's similar, of course, of course to the old-school Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie one, as far as the open world, swing around New York, save people, this and that, and third, but the suit, you know, once you're able to, once you start to play the game and get the feel for it, the game was beautiful, man. The story was all new, all different. You know what I mean? It's, it's if you ain't got to know nothing about Spider-Man. If you know Spider-Man, you know enough. This is just the older version of Spider-Man. He already been through all the madness. You ain't got to do no origin story. It's a continuation from what he's been. It's, like, it's, a, it's not an awesome universe, but it's... It's like a it's Spider-Man. You already know Spider-Man. So you don't need to, we don't need to redo anything, which they did a little bit. Bringing in Dr. Octopus, you know, as his friend. And then he turns it bad. But he already 
fought, you know, all the other bad guys are. He already knows who the Scorpion is. He already knows who all these characters is. You don't need no origin story with any of the Sinister Six, so to speak, characters in there other than Doc Ock surprisingly being like, whoa, you know, all new, all different. So the game, to me, my impression was, it was beautiful, man. It was pretty much my runner-up best PlayStation game of 2018 for the PlayStation. That was beautiful. See, I know when I played it at E3, I came away just because we know that was pretty much like the alpha or the beta version. Um, I wasn't impressed with it other than the visuals um, because I felt it was more kind of like a poor man's excuse for Arkham Asylum because the mechanic, the fight mechanics were roughly the same, um, you know, and it wasn't as tight as Arkham Asylum was either. You know, when we play Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, all and of this is where we argued at E3. We did. We had a, we had a huge argument. I was E3. the polar opposite. I was yeah. with you in 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 this case. Now that yeah. being said, um, you know, a couple weeks ago for Black Friday, Spider Man was on sale. I said, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pick it up. It's on sale. I'm gonna play it. And I I think Insomniac tightened up the game so much between what we played at E3 and the launch. The game is absolutely amazing. I'm having so much fun with it. Um, and for me is because, you know, being from New York, you know, and, and enjoying going to the city and everything, I'm just having fun sightseeing, trying to find yeah. different things. I'm still trying to yeah. find the Ghostbusters firehouse. Hey. Um, I know it's there. It's got to be somewhere. It's just finding it. But the, yeah. the fight mechanics are, I love it. I love how they integrated the different web type things, you know, the electric web, the the web shot, the web bots. Um, yes. It is it is amazing, and I I got to give it to Insomniac um, coming coming off of Sunset Overdrive for the Xbox, which I wasn't impressed with. You know, I, I played it for a little while when I had an Xbox One. Um, uh, I just wasn't impressed with it. So for them to go from that to Spider Man, I think was leaps and bounds. I hope that we get a a Spider-Man two and that they yeah, keep going with it. And we get that even like a trilogy out of it. Um, they left it open. They left it wide open for something. Yeah, they did. And it was a great ending. Um, great yeah, end. that's where, that's where, uh, Matt and I kind of differed at E3. Um, I guess at that point I could definitely see the potential of the game. When I, when I, after leaving the demo, I was so impressed that I, uh, I put a pre-order down for that collector's edition. I'm, I'm, I think you did too, Diddy. You got the statue, right? Everything. Everything. Oh yeah, Everything. yeah. It was. It's Everything. amazing. And that was the thing. I knew what in like when when I I asked a couple questions to the to uh, some of the people and a couple of Insomniac people came out to me because I was wearing um, the infamous backpack, the sling backpack. And so I took advantage of that and I wanted to ask them like, um, did, did like if they pulled some influences from, from infamous and all that. And they, they were, cause that's kind of what I was getting to, um, uh-huh. yes, the fight mechanic of kind of Arkham, but I was sort of seeing a little infamous, like, um, uh, influence on it. And I was uh-huh. really excited for that because one, they had, an, they were doing an original story, which I think was the best decision that they ever made was this is a completely new story. Yes. uh, Like I love the fact that he's 
he's not he's somewhat of an older Peter Parker, but he's more he's he's more of a veteran. He knows what yeah. he's doing and he knows he, you know he he's he's confident, he knows what to do and 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 it's like um he already has an established uh, relationship with the police. Like all of that was so new that it was it worked in its favor. The, yeah. And as I do agree at the at the demo, the 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 combat was a little clunky, but I could see past that. I could see how they were going to tighten that up and how it was going to be. It was going to be a great game because the the one thing that I felt was on par when I first tried the demo was the web sling. Oh yeah, the web sling. I was like, dude, I, I've this is going back to Spider Man Two. Like uh-huh. everything that we loved about that game, like even though it was a little repetitive, but it was like PS2 days. But yeah. man, like the mechanics, the, the look, everything. I just I knew that game was going to be either game of the year or, like you said, runner up. It was an amazing game, and like that's why when after that demo, put that pre-order down. I knew it was going to be an amazing game. Yeah. All right. So. As we kind of wind things down a little bit with the podcast tonight, got to ask you. So when you get together with your friends and family and stuff, what is your favorite game to play for game night? Damn, friends and family, game night? You know what? Um, I fell off a little bit. Um, My favorite game, it was uh, the VR room. For the PlayStation 4, that was my game night. It was fun, bring the family game, everybody could try the BR, it was dope. Now it's Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's the game. Oh. <laughs> game night, Smash Brothers Ultimate. That game was popping. But for PlayStation, nice. for sure, VR, it was the VR, it was the PlayStation VR room. That was, game was awesome. VR Playroom? Oh, they did that. That's game night. <laughs> All righty. Well, Diddy, I definitely want to say thank you for joining us for our podcast. Um, I look forward to not only having uh, you and Jay tight on uh, for an episode here in a couple weeks, but also for the Tessa reunion episode that we're planning with uh, you, Jay tight, Mo, uh, Christy pride, uh, reality pales and Meredith. That's about to go viral, baby. Yeah, about we're going to <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. I'm just getting the, the logistics planned out with uh, Meredith so we can get you guys all scheduled for that. Um, so for all our listeners out there, I want to thank you for crashing game night. Uh, if you like what you hear, please let us know and make sure to follow us on Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Yes. And I just thank want to say so also, much. everybody, uh, be excellent to see each other and stay frosty. Thank you Got very it. much, Sky, man. Always great to see you. Always great to talk to you. Pleasure and honor, my friends. Thank you. <laughs>